September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then, welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Prop Maga feels like. Well, like, year and a half plus, like, four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's LA Complex After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's L.A. Complex After Show. Hey guys, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another exciting after show for the LA Complex. And tonight, instead of just one episode, we're actually doing two episodes. And as you can tell, probably I'm super excited because I I just saw it, literally just saw it tonight because I had to work last night. Um, but I'm still freaking blown away and amazed at how amazing the show is. Um, but another thing that's great about tonight is that we have a special guest, and I'll introduce him in a minute. But first, I'm your host, Emil Ennis Jr., and I'm joined here with two ladies tonight. Hi, I'm Miriam. <laughs> I'm Kelly. And we're missing Bam. Bam is out of town, but I'm oh, sure honey. he is. <laughs> I'm sure he's watching us live right now. And if he isn't, then he uh, will see us or listen to us tomorrow. Um, but I want to introduce our very special guest. You may know him as uh, Chris, the lawyer on the show, but his real name is Jared Joseph. Jared, are you there? I'm here, my man. Hey, Jared. Hi. Oh, Jared. I'm not very pleased with you right now. Um, after seeing, what did I do, brother? After seeing tonight's episodes, uh, we're going we're gonna to get into it. But um, You stole Cal's heart. Why, why you got to get up in between my boys? I mean, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's... You know, it, it's the natural evolution in Cal's life. He's, he's got to move on. He's yeah, got, yeah. Okay. Oh. Gotta give it the lawyer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Obviously. I mean, well the show star opens up with, with Caldrick getting on a plane in the in the first of these two episodes this week, with Caldrick getting on a plane with Abby to go and find Tariq, which was uh Chris or Christopher's suggestion mm-hmm. on the show. It's like you've gotta kinda settle your business with Tyreek if you're gonna move on, which he does with you eventually. Uh. And so naturally, <laughs> you know, we've all been rooting for Tyreek over here because their love triangle <laughs> has been so uh, um, so rocky and so, I mean, I don't even know the proper word for it. It's just been messed up. Yeah. Well, you know, but the thing that I like the most about it, and that's one of the great things I think about the writing in this show, is it didn't go the way you think it's going to go. It didn't go the way that most shows would go and the, you know, the oh, so happy ending that they were going to hug and right. all of that. And it was emotional, but it was closure. Okay, well, here's my thing, Mr. Lawyer. So, you know, we were introduced to Chris, the lawyer, a couple weeks ago. Yes. And, uh, you know, Bam said he predicted that they were going to get together or whatever. I didn't see it. I saw a little bit, maybe. Um, But Bam was the first one who predicted it. And then, you know, they had their whole altercation. Yes, he did say go see Tariq. So my issue was, you know, we haven't seen Tariq for weeks. Weeks. And then literally tonight, Marion was in the in the. Uh, studio with me or in the screening room when I watched it literally when Tariq came on the screen I was like reunited again <laughs> and then he's only on the screen for like five minutes and then Cal goes running back to the lawyer dude and let's talk about Tariq being with the white dude now Tariq what's going on I'm just I mean I I was I was I was built up waiting to have them reunite but I understand where you're coming from too where you're saying they didn't do what you expected them to do mm-hmm. and at the same time granted there has been this big build up um, 
I don't think it would be right for them to get back together either, considering what he did. And yes, he did need to move on and grow. And that that was really sad, though, when Tariq said, I'm glad I could help you grow. I kind of teared up right there. Well, it's it's the natural progression of relationships, and that's what makes this show so relatable. And when people find it, they get so drawn to it, because these are things that actually happen. It isn't always a special happy ending at the end of it. It doesn't always start off uh, nice and fluffy and happy with bells and whistles and roses and stuff. You know, it, it sometimes it's it's you know the interaction that Chris and Cal had, where you know one Chris, your character is openly gay on the show. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. you know, Caldrick's character is not, and so that is really appealing to you know the the audience out there that kind of is familiar and going with the same type of situation. You know, we've heard from from Andre in in the past when we've had him on that people are very and also from from uh, Ben from Ben mm-hmm. how uh, a lot of people are loving their storyline because it's so relatable, and so for. Uh, uh, Jared, for your character to come out and really start to pull out this, this not so much openness, but the ability for Caldrick's character to develop and be the person of who he is, is just something that's really delicious to see. <laughs> delicious. It is delicious because you want him to come out. You want him to be happy. I mean, the ultimate goal for anyone in life is to be happy. And if you're living in the dark and you're you're living in a world of secrets, there's where's the happiness right. in that? He's constantly torn with the person that who he is and the person he used to be. And as he says to your character, Chris, in, in this episode, in these episodes, he's like, you know, I can't just step out there. I can't go from zero to sixty. And so it makes Absolutely. it makes me wonder, you know, with with Caldrick now coming to your, you know, your character has helped him slowly developing and kind of come to grips with the the situation. And you know, once he goes and he sees Tyreek and he gets that closure, and he naturally comes back to your character. I mean, how do you feel that your character has inf- influenced Caldrick in any way? I mean, I see it, but, I mean, there's always a different perspective. First of all, I got, I got to say shout-outs to Martin Jarrow for brilliantly tackling this entire subject. And not only, you know, homosexuality and hip-hop and black homosexuality, but even something as small as having uh, Tariq's boyfriend be a white guy mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something as small as that is just... I don't, I don't know how intentional it was, but I just, I got to throw that in there. Um, as far as Cal's growth, I, I mean, I would hope that in some ways Christopher mirrors a lot of um, personality traits that Cal has, and Cal clearly sees a lot of that, and, and, and the idea of being a homosexual and not forfeiting your man, manhood at the same time is something that's viable. Whereas I think in, in the previous season and previous episodes, the idea of being gay to him has been, I can't be a man anymore. I can't, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you- I would hope that Christopher was an influence in the sense that you could be all those things, brother. Do you, you think know? that that when you see the two, the two relationships, when you step away from them, Caldrick's relationship with Tyreek was a ch- one of a childish nature, where now with your character, he is more, it's more of an adult thing. It's like, here's Tyreek living in the L.A. complex in a studio apartment, starting off, not really... Um, not really put together yet, not successful, where that's kind of like that high schooly, 18-year-old, fresh, young 20s kind of love where your character is more a, you know, you're a grown man and you have your stuff together and you have a career and you have your own pad and you are on top of your game. So do you, like, stepping out of it, do you, do you think that that makes his character feel better about the situation because it's a little bit more adult? Oh, 100%. Um... And it has nothing to do with uh, Ben's portrayal of Tariq. First of all, Ben, amazing, amazing performance last night, brother. Way to close it out. Um, But in a lot of ways, the fact that Tariq wasn't out himself, and they were both experiencing, I guess, for the the first time together, kind of did add to what you said, the high school thing and the the hiding and the, the running around about it all, and the fact that he sees me walking around every single day going to work, a well-off dude, 
confident. And Cal's all those things in every other aspect of his life. And I think for the first time he sees that he can be who he is sexually and keep all that other stuff. And that's that's the thing that I think when I said when they first um it was in the in the office when he was trying to leave and and then the lawyer got really aggressive. Um I think that's the reason why you said as far as with Tariq, it was kind of like a childlike relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of, you know, obviously Cal was still exploring or trying to figure out who he was. Tariq, even though he kind of knows who he is, he still wasn't out in the open. And so it was still kind of this hiding that they were dealing with. But then with Chris, the lawyer, like you said, he sees that he can be um, professional and he can live and be himself without the world judging him, even though it's a completely different environment. But he can be a man. And that was the main thing that I think attracted him to Chris. But going back to Tariq, um, my thing is, you know, Tariq goes up and he's, he, he basically makes his life for himself out in Montreal now, but do you think that he's gone for good now or is he going to come back and, you know, fight for Cal and kill the lawyer or <laughs> listen, ain't nobody killing the lawyer. <laughs> I mean, what? I didn't say that. But... The lawyer's living forever, brother. Cal's going to be the one doing the killing and it's not going to be but I mean, his love Come interest. in and shake things up. It is, it is nice to see, though, and, and I, the, the, the good thing I like about your character is it's nice to see Cal in a relationship where he can be comfortable because even when he was with Tariq, the only time he was comfortable was in when he was having sex in the bedroom or um, being really aggressive in an alleyway beating him up on the wall or somewhere where he couldn't be seen and even though he's not necessarily out in the open you guys took a big first step together when you went out to the restaurant and when they had breakfast breakfast, yeah Mm -hmm. that is a big first step especially for somebody who isn't out yet um and even though he was still nervous and there were some moments where he wanted to leave immediately he still stayed there with you um but as far as going beyond your character we've talked about this with andre and ben when you first auditioned for the role what was going through your head? Were you nervous about taking the role because of the the character's homosexuality and how you'd be seen in the black community? Or I actually, when the first season was uh, after they had got the green light and they were doing casting, I got the script and I was I really wanted to be a part of it. So I remember reading the uh, the Tariq role, and there was nothing apprehensive about it on my end in, in terms of that because the underworld of gay hip-hop or uh, gay black culture is something that hasn't been on TV before. It's never talked about, realistically, in, at least in, in my community. I mean, a lot of my friends that have watched the show, I was... The one thing that I was nervous about is when it was about five minutes away from shooting was my ability to be convincing for the, audience, for the audience. I didn't, because Andre and I weren't familiar with each other. It wasn't necessarily the idea of doing something with a man. It was more about, A, my first on-screen kiss, and B, with a stranger. Yeah. So, so far so good. Uh, people have <laughs> been overwhelmingly supportive of it. Um, but as far as the gay thing, it's something I wanted to do. I wanted to do this for, for you know... Well, hip-hop culture in a way and black culture and tell this story i was gonna it's say an, another thing is i know if andre and ben they really feel like they're giving certain black men and even closeted men a voice that they haven't necessarily seen on television before um and it's really a breakthrough role that i think because I, when i went back home i went back home about a couple of months ago in may and, you know um my father's a pastor and they have a really religious family and they were saying i don't understand how they were talking about um cal and ben's character and they were saying i don't understand how um you know a black person could take this role especially if they're not really gay and all this stuff and you know i just don't approve this and my father even walked out of the room so there's a lot of especially in the black community a lot of people who really don't approve of this storyline but it's nice to know that even though there's so many people who are so close-minded that you would still take the role and accept the criticism that some people would have. Have you had any major criticism from that role? Or has most of it been positive? None. Nothing negative. That's great. And, and that, that actually surprised me. Um, I got a lot of friends who are A, old school, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, but it's been overwhelmingly supportive uh, all around yeah. since it aired. And that that's probably a testament to our age group and you know the the young people um it's not as 
bad as it was a few years ago. Yeah. It's more acceptable um, now. Well, I think we're a lot more open-minded. There's just... Out you know, the gate, though. Out the yeah. gate. Like, these, these are 25-year-old, 22-year-old people that have seen the show and come up to me. Because even five years prior in age to me, they don't come from not seeing gays on TV necessarily or openly gay artists. They've seen that. But a lot of the, the, the older people have also shown a lot of support, which was, was a bit of a surprise to me. I don't know if they're supporting the dude, me, but they're seeing it. <laughs> well, that was I don't a- care if they're lying to me. They're watching it. You know? <laughs> that was what I was going to say. There's a lot of Tariq fans out there. Have you got any hate mail yet? <laughs> Especially after last Tons. night's episode. Tons. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. Sons, come on, get, get get that Obama lookalike off my TV. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, one of the Who things I like, <laughs> I like so much about it that we see three different archetypes. We see, yeah. you know, an artist. We see a young professional, and then we see somebody struggling, trying to make it, trying to find himself. All three gay, male, strong black characters, which I think is amazing to watch on, you know, to see the different stages of you know you don't have to be this way you don't have to be that way it's okay you can just be you and it shows it in three different stages and i think that's fantastic when you take the time to pay attention yeah absolutely and don't don't get me wrong here it's in terms of cal and chris making him comfortable with the gay thing i'm not being naive in terms of hip-hop i mean hip-hop ain't ready for a gay dmx (laughs) 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 i don't really think that, that that's the case here but i mean as a man, I think it's important for him, you know, but in mm-hmm. terms of professionally, I think that's a whole other season. Absolutely. I couldn't agree yeah, more. Yeah, it's, you know, baby steps. Yeah. Baby, <laughs> baby steps. steps. <laughs> so, with, with Cal's character now having your guidance, and it's, it's interesting because when he went and came back to you in this in the second episode of this week and brought you the sculpture that was a big effort on his part mm-hmm. to i mean you you were cute you were like did you actually go into a store and buy that <laughs> my, in my head i'm thinking he, he probably bought, went online he bought off amazon after bus tv <laughs> right, website right, right. <laughs> he probably got it online just to in good faith but, well but, i actually read one of the earlier drafts and he had stole it from Tariq's new boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that would be easy, much easier. Nice. But in this episode, Caldrick actually had a change of direction with his music. Do you feel that your your character influenced that? I'm not sure. <laughs> Because, I mean, the reason why, I mean, when you hear his lyrics mm-hmm. in the past and how hard and how rough and in the streets and, you know, doing it hard and all this kind of stuff, and he goes to now talking about wanting to be himself and not being judged and being accepted and all that kind of stuff, it almost seems as if maybe a little bit of the closure with Tyreek did that, but a lot of your influence, your character's influence helped along with that. And when you guys were having the one thought that came into my mind when you guys were having breakfast the scene where you guys were having breakfast naturally for him to go out into public with Tyreek would have been very awkward and odd but for him to go out to breakfast with you here you are you're this lawyer you're professional it's not anything out of the ordinary until it gets uncomfortable for him with the conversation because it would be naturally acceptable you know if I'm sitting at the table with Kelly nobody would think that we're hooking up until I'd be like hey girl (laughs) you know so (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about you right now okay okay okay. just an example (laughs) but you know do you feel that your character has influenced his character in his music style I think there's a lot of things I think the conversation with Infinite Jess at Jess House. Oh yeah, that's his name. Jess, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jess calling him out for, you know, fraudulent lyrics or even uh, something as small as the slight transition in the in the branding of hip hop. I mean, the Fifty Cents don't make as much money as the Tyler the Creators do. Any, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I think there's a lot to do with it. I think he, there's been a permission somewhere along the line to drop a lot of the facade and just be the artist. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with me. I would imagine I'll wait for the love song to 
confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> the ballad. <laughs> but I think you're also forcing him to, you know, as far as the way that I see the characters, you're since you are a grown-up, you're forcing him to become a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Tariq was not yet, is not yet a grown-up. He's still finding his way. So you have two stubborn little kids fighting at each other. And we always talked about this in the, you know, the, the last season, how I always felt like Tariq was trying to throw him over the edge versus giving him time to come to terms with himself. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a fly. We have yeah, a fly, we have a fly running around. Sorry. Um, to come to ter- letting him, uh, you know, come to terms with it on his own. You're giving him that space. You're letting him take his baby steps, and I think that's what's making him more comfortable. And you're not trying to, trying to make him jump over the edge so quickly. I think that's yeah. The yeah but did, did you get the fly though? No. <laughs> no. The fly is actually on top of her head. No. Right now. <laughs> Dang it! Now it's on the fly. iPad. And not a bee. <laughs> But um, I mean, that's, a, that's a great point. I think that's something that the audience can determine better than I can. Um, realistically, I didn't know Tariq was going to be in the show. I don't get the episodes that I'm not in. So that was a surprise to me to see that. Yeah. Ah. So, I mean, that, that's awesome if, if people see the influence of the relationship and all that stuff. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that I was using it in the work. But, <laughs> yeah. We did not prepare it that way and try to make it happen like that on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to make you a better rapper. <laughs> well, I think that that your character is helping Kaljic become a little bit more of a softer, open individual. You know, when, when he was with Tariq, he had to go to an empty apartment building mm-hmm. or to the L.A. complex right. or out of town into a safe zone, so to speak, to be himself. Where, you know, when he comes to you, to your character, he's like, hey, like... I want to be with you. Let's do this. And, you know, he, he, you, your character's like, oh, well, let's go to your place. He's like, no, my dad's staying with me, and that's not cool, so let's go to your place instead. And I really liked the interaction of the dinner scene where you guys are making dinner together, and he's never chopped a carrot in his life. <laughs> <laughs> and and just that interaction and the sweetness of it, I think, is really... The fact that you want to have conversations with him and you're not accepting the aggressive behavior that he's used to is really going to break him past this boundary that he's been kind of holding himself back on. And so my question for you, Jared, is um, during this scene... He gets a phone call. Naturally, I thought at first it was Tariq. I did too. I, did I too. thought the same thing. But before that, like my favorite part was you answering the phone pretending to be him. I thought that was the funniest thing. It was absolutely hilarious. And so when... It wasn't hard to do. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to play, you know, go from being like Barack Obama to being a hard rapper. Right? He does the gesture too. That was what was funny. <laughs> So I pretended I had the the size twelve Tim's on with the yeah. Rockefeller jeans. <laughs> <laughs> with your undies hanging out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so my question is: is naturally we find out that that his dad had had a stroke and that his dad's in the hospital. Do you think that your character is going to help him through this time? And do you think because of this, it'll bring you guys even closer together? Yes. Do you I'm know? hoping. Do you so. know? Uh-oh. What do you think? <laughs> do you think or do you know? What do you want to tell us, Jared? What Just can you tell I, mean, us? I would hope that the precedent that we set going forward would would imply that I I, I got his back emotionally. Well, I don't. He has to call me from the hospital. <laughs> he has to take on support me. He might call Tariq and the new white guy. I don't know. <laughs> now, do you think this is for everybody? Well, I, I guess you probably already know, but. Do you think that now that the lawyer or Chris, I keep calling him the lawyer because I didn't know his name forever. Now that Chris is finally helping Cal to kind of, I don't want to say come out, but slowly take baby steps. So now that he's finally maturing and coming to his own and now that his father had a stroke and he could possibly, I'm not, I mean, I'm taking it to the extreme, but could possibly go away forever to the happy place above. Um, do you think that maybe because of this relationship, because he's becoming more open with himself that this storyline could be going where he wants to tell his father that he is gay before he... I think that could kill him. That could kill his dad. But 
Wouldn't Isn't you want to your... kill his dad? No, like <laughs> the news of it because of his oh, background. Okay. <laughs> like, no, he's not. Gonna I don't think it would be the best time while he's laying in a hospital bed after having a stroke to be like, Dad. By the way, hey, I'm gay. But if he's if they said that if they said that he's on his way out, do you think Cal would have the balls to do it? Hmm. I really hope so. I hope so too. I think so. I, you know, in situations like that, you kind of forget all the reasons why you're, you'd be mad at anybody anyway. Yeah. You know? So I, I kind of think that he might. I hope so. It, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. do I not do it because he's on his way out, or do I do it and have that my my last memory with my father and have him go out thinking negatively? It's, a, it's an interesting line to cross, isn't it? It's making yeah. me sad. <laughs> it is. It's a tough. It's a tough road to cross, you know. And I feel that that in this scenario, in this case, I feel that your character, Jared, is going to really help him through this time and make that decision. And I don't know. That's that. That really is a tough one. Like this show goes so deep, mm-hmm. like deeper than <laughs> when the season first started. When the first couple episodes started, I mean, it was a good show, but I feel like they've taken it so much further now to where this is really a complex. Ah, a complex <laughs> show. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, I like that. But um, but Jared, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, after talking to you, and uh, I mean, I, granted, I started the conversation a little bitter about the whole Tariq thing. But after talking to you and thinking about the way your your character and relationship is going, I'm really glad that Tariq finally has somebody he can be happy with. And it looks like this is going to be a positive relationship where instead of all the negative energy and aggression that he had, you kind of bring him into his place. And that's what I was going to say to you, Miriam, when um. You were talking about the differences. I would say to sum it up, Tariq, it was still that do something constantly, constantly throughout the whole relationship. Do something, do something, do something. But with Chris, he does it automatically. He goes beyond that and tells uh, Cal to calm down. Yeah. And I think that's Cal, what Cal, Cal is. screaming at Chris. You said what? Cal ain't screaming at Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cal, right? Cal's definitely not. No, that but that's a, that's a good thing about it. It's because you know you're not going to put up with that crap. So right. it's like you know, go throw your tantrum over there. You come and talk to me when you decide you want to be a grown up. It's and the, that's what he needs. You can break another sculpture. That's fine. Get out of my house <laughs> though. That sixteen bar. Ver- oh man, I, I sent him home to change. He came back a brand new man. <laughs> yeah, you did. Jeez. You brought me home decor. <laughs> you better be. It looks like you're doing something right over there. Shopping for candles are next. Seriously. You gotta take that aggro approach. <laughs> but Jared, we could talk to you all day, but we have to analyze the rest of the show. But it was so great having you what um what else is coming up for you maybe um is there gonna be a season three i fingers crossed every single day man i really hope I'm, so. I'm so so proud of this show yeah do you have any other... and uh i think we got more stories to tell do you have any What's other that? projects that you're working on at the moment or coming up uh i'm back home in vancouver i'm shooting a new series uh it's a direct tv original nice. drama set in oakland oh. uh starring the wonderful tandy newton so i'll be doing that wow. until the end wow. End of the year. She's hot. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, right. <laughs> well, make sure to send us like the the info. We can you know tweet it out for you and stuff, and let everybody. Say so again. I said, make sure to send us the link and all that, and where people you know when it's ready and up and running, so we can send people over to find you. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. So, where can people find you? Twitter, Facebook, website. Uh, Facebook. Fan page, real name, Jared Joseph. Uh, Twitter, at Jared Joseph, J-A-R-O-D. Um, yeah, I'm all over that. So all right, man. You'll, be, you'll be here. <laughs> and hopefully one day, um, hopefully, and I'm really hoping there's a season three, we can have you um, in the studio live with us and Ben and Andre, and then we can have a real discussion. We can do a special show about that. <laughs> that would be awesome. What are you trying to do? <laughs> I'm cause not try- some drama. <laughs> I'm not trying to cause any drama here. I'm just saying. You <laughs> Make know. the LA complex more complex. <laughs> yeah. Another pun. I love it. <laughs> we want to start our own little web series over here. Seriously. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jared, for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time this evening. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for your time again. Thank we'll you. Have, you. have a great night. night. Cheers, y'all. 
Cheers. Bye. Guys, that was ser- like that was a great that was a great interview. I, I really enjoyed him. Like Yeah, uh, absolutely. Really a blast. Um, and that story obviously that's one of our favorite storylines. Um so it was really great to hear his side of the story and his perspective. But I see you kinda calm down. I and, did calm down. And, 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 and kind of warm to him <laughs> a little bit. He warmed me up. He warmed me up. I'm I'm really trying to get over the whole Tariq thing but after hearing that and thinking about I mean granted I just came out of the, the screening room though watching so I was still a little aggressive from the whole of course. I was a little emotional but um Kelly and I were primed last night <laughs> I know I watched yeah they had a whole day to get over it but um we want to know what you guys think about um last night's episodes and even the interview we just had with Jared and the rest of the after show so what you can do for us is go to iTunes search for After Buzz TV and then look for the LA Complex after show and all we ask that you do is rate five stars please um leave a comment <laughs> subscribe and also share with a friend because there's even though this show doesn't necessarily get the most um views on the tv live there are a lot of fans who watch la complex tons of dedicated fans so we want those fans to know about our after show so they can hear all the great interviews we've done and um hear our deep analysis and <laughs> our fun times we have here we want you guys to enjoy it and also share with other people who will enjoy it so um if you could do that for us also there's a podcast app that you can put on your um, mobile devices, your mobile Apple devices that will put all your podcasts into a neat little app and you can do the same thing, rate, comment, and all that stuff. And finally, if people um, or your friends don't necessarily watch LA Complex, we have tons, tons, tons of other after shows and uh, other amazing great hosts. And we just um, have the fall lineup that's starting, or I guess it's in the midst of starting now. A lot of fall shows are starting right now, so you can catch those too. There has to be a show, over 100 after shows, there has to be a show that some of your friends are watching. So make sure you go to iTunes. And also, if you don't um, necessarily have the time to listen on iTunes um, and maybe you want to see us, you can watch us on YouTube but it will help us out if you go to iTunes still and rate, comment, and subscribe. So Awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, we have to catch your your weekly love guru advice. I know. I know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't give any today because Bam hasn't instigated anything. But well, We haven't gotten into the deep rest of this. Oh, wait till we get to Abby, it will come. When we get to Abby, it will come. It will come. But speaking of relationships, uh, Connor and Charlotte and this whole... Oh my God, I can't, like, I can't get over it. Cyanetics? Cyan- Roxanne. <laughs> what? No, the, what was the chick from, that's what I was trying yeah, Roxanne. She was such a master manipulator. It was, I mean, this chick, that is her job. She is an actress to the, like, the T. It was amazing to watch that because you know that's what happens in those things. Oh, absolutely. Pull, let me pull out all your demons. I didn't know that, though. And I was even, Miriam had to tell me, I didn't know that in order to get into Scientology, you had to pay. Yeah, uh-huh. and you you do those personality tests. I did not know. See, yeah. see, I'm I'm learning about this religion stuff. I didn't know. You're surrounded by it. We're in Los Angeles, <laughs> I and I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> That's really creepy. It, it it's it's interesting to say the least. But people are attracted to it and drawn to it. Whatever you know makes you happy. Buddha, God, <laughs> science, you no, know, whatever, Dianetics, Cyanetics, whatever. <laughs> but it's interesting to see that um, Connor's character is being manipulated not only by his sister, and I can see why. Why he's being, why it's working with Charlotte so much? Because he sees her, and she's a cutter. He's a burner. They're both facing the same issues: the abandonment issue. His mom left. Mom killed herself for, on her end. So they're dealing with the same thing, and they're trying to find a way to cope. And so for her, this was her outlet. Was science? Is it cyanetics? Mm-hmm. Cyanetics. 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 Where did she get the ten thousand dollars? That's what I want to know. Just, Where did she get the ten thousand dollars? I to still start? don't trust her as his sister, and I'm waiting for it to come out. <laughs> but they had a DNA test. I know. Maybe the Cyanetics people manipulated it. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Ooh. That guy, the guy who, um, when he first came down the stairs at the beginning of the episode, was that the same guy that handed her the paperwork, or no? I think so, maybe. Because I feel like that actor? was him. Remember? No, no, no. Remember at yes, it was. It was he's the like the guy that runs the place, right? Yes. He's like the director. Okay, guy. So he, he was helping her find her happiness, and it would make her happy to find her brother. And if she finds her brother and recruits him in, as we found out, and you now yes. know, mm-hmm. she gets a percentage of who she recruits in, which was interesting in the second episode of of this of this these two back to backs was when. Um, Oh, Eddie's so cute, by the way. Sitting there Googling porn, <laughs> gets walked in on, and all of a sudden, like, you know, Connor's got his little Cyanetics book, and he starts, you know, telling him about it. And, uh, well, actually, no. First, 
Eddie starts asking about Charlotte and her web. And yeah, if Charlotte's she's, web. Charlotte's web. And if she's thinking about... She has a if, boyfriend. If there's anybody in, if she's interested in. And so Eddie, in the conversation, starts to find out that Connor is now getting involved into the Cyanetics and decides to divulge all this information. The fact that Connor... One, he didn't have enough time to do research. Mm-hmm. But for him to find out that there's wizards and warlocks and <laughs> <laughs> and magic tricks, oh my! Yeah, uh, it's all this sci-fi stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it can be a little scary. And so Connor goes and does his research, and now he has this interaction with Charlotte, where he's confronting her about what is this that you're getting me into. But I feel like. Okay, I understand you need to have time for deep research, but we live in a day and age where everybody has a smartphone. Even a quick little search on Google, he could have found something to say this isn't legit. I mean, when they walked into the Cyanetics place the first time, they keep you so distracted, it seems, with like, hey, let me give you a personality test. Let me talk to you. Let me pull out your demons. You're not thinking, oh, let me Google your ass. <laughs> you know? And he was dealing. apprehensive at first until she started pulling out, I know about your family. Why didn't your mother want you? Why didn't your mother want Like that pulling, was mean. It was I would have just walked cruel. out. Why didn't he walk out? Because he's too fragile. And he really thinks that low of himself. And this, you know, and this may or may not be, you know, he needs a place where he belongs. Maybe this, I mean, I don't know. I don't know too much about that whole thing. Maybe this is the place. But they have such great techniques because then he finds out about all the sci-fi stuff. He goes back. He's ready to, you know, kind of raise some hell. And then, like, this actor that he admires just just so happens to come down. Yeah. <gasps> Connor Luke, I'm such a fan. And it's it just, in my my head pops like I think that's what probably Tom Cruise does. Exactly. <laughs> like that's what I thought. But you know what popped in my mind during that scene which isn't even related to the show. Every time in a show or a movie when there's somebody who's portraying a a famous actor who's not actually famous in any way I feel like they're so happy because they're like oh I feel like this could be me one day but it's never gonna be me <laughs> <laughs> so mean <laughs> but, but get back to the show now <laughs> no, you're so mean I love it Um, I think that with that religion mm-hmm. that is something that they often will do to keep someone interested and so when they have uh, you know Connor who's now questioning the situation they're aware of this Charlotte's now called she's saying hey my brother is freaking out we need to talk him off the ledge so that way I can keep collecting checks and you can keep collecting checks and we can all move up the ladder and help me do this so what do they do they put him in the main hallway they make him wait he's Mm -hmm. getting antsy he's you know he's questioning the whole situation and all of a sudden you know big actor comes down who's he's admired you know it's it's just a convenient thing is what that's it seems what I'm like. I can I can just imagine that's what happened, you know, Tom Cruise walks by, John Travolta walks by to these new recruits and it's like They make him feel all you comfortable. Make him feel all comfortable and it's like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. You know? If he can do it, I can do it too. Totally, totally. I mean they just you know, and when people want money from you, they know you know how to push your buttons. They know what's going to entice you. And I'm wondering if maybe that's why I mean these people obviously aren't stupid because right. they wouldn't be operating the way that they've been for years if they were. So I'm wondering if they knew all about her, about all about Charlotte, and th- you know that's how she got in without ten thousand dollars because they knew she'd come and recruit mm. him. Ooh, like, and the plot thickens. Interesting. Hmm. Speaking of plots, Raquel, dude. Oh my gosh! Raquel is just she's a scandalous, mess. a mess. Like it gets worse and worse each. I, I'm like, how can she get any worse? And then she goes and takes it to another extreme. Like the girl is you desperate. You know what? You gotta do what you gotta do. Right, but she's gonna end up going to jail for years by the time she gets through with all her stuff. Well, not if she's careful. But there is a there is a way to to risk um, there is a way to risk getting in trouble with with what she's doing, and she does have a conscience, which we see, and it's but she's because she's like shh, but, <laughs> yeah, but she almost got busted, right? Yeah, she almost one. got busted doing the whole credit card fraud thing. But she's got the bigger picture in mind, and the bigger picture for her is funding this movie that they're doing. And I loved the scene, by the way, when they're sitting there. Uh, she goes into the bank. the bank, and she's trying to get a loan, and then they just—I did not expect them to just start 
filming and gorilla she style. Is, she is a brilliant actress. That's all I'm gonna when say. When she hugged the bank manager, and she was <laughs> he was like, "Ma'am," she's like, "George." Goodbye, George. <laughs> I mean, it was great, and you know, the thing is. I, I admire her because even though she's struggling and she doesn't have any roles going on right now, she has accepted this movie role. And I feel like she's kind of getting more down to earth and accepting the fact that she is not this A-list actress anymore. And she's trying to make this movie happen. And she's a bartender. Right. She's doing it by any means, yeah. too, which is, you know, at first she turns down the whole credit card thing. Mm-hmm. But then when the when the one arrogant guy with the hundred dollar bill thing, I mean... That would get me going. You want to try me? Give me your credit card. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't break this. Like, But I mean, she's... Bam! I'm going to whack you another way. She's great. Even when the guy saw her swipe the card the first time and then swipe it again, she was great as far as playing it off saying, oh, no, he's really wasted right now. Like, he's had too many drinks. Like, he's just telling stories. And you believe her. She's a great actress, obviously. Well, leading up to that, she's doing shots with him. Mm -hmm. Shot after shot after shot you know pouring him drinks like they're going out of style and so yeah he is a little drunk but he's a little drunk to the point where he his head's kind of leaning down that he he catches it it's easy for her to accuse him right but wow did she get even more scandalous with that i mean he almost jumped over that bar and hit her yeah and And then um boss man who's (laughs) totally in love with her by the way we saw this coming we We saw this coming we had to see this coming he just totally took it to another but level. I like how the drug guy bit him. <laughs> he needs a rabies shot now. Totally. But I, you know, I thought it. she was very, very, you know, taking risks to have the card swiper on one side and the little thing on the other. Yeah. You know, I would keep them in the same, like, right, in the same right. line, eyesight, you know. Because isn't it just like a quick pass? Yeah. It's not even a swipe. So no, why it's not? a quick pass. Yeah. So that's why I was like, what are you doing? How does everybody not see you doing that? Swipe and swipe. <laughs> or why can't she like put it closer to where she plays it off where it's like, you know, you sometimes have to punch stuff before you put the card in so yeah. it'll be like there and then, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, you know I mean? like, like where you're just holding it down. Right. Yeah, because she, she's not that Because hers is like, it's far up enough where she has to like tap it against there and then bring it over here and then swipe. <laughs> yeah. We have to remember Raquel, the actress, has only played a waitress <laughs> one right. time in her life. <laughs> so she doesn't exactly that's have this. kind of common sense. Nailed down. Why would you go science. from one side to the other when you're doing the same motion? I was gonna People say gonna though, like, when she was trying to learn. find, <laughs> when she was trying to find funding, I thought this was gonna be another storyline or one of her storylines where it just faded away, like her pregnancy and all the other stuff, like where the job just went away because I thought maybe she quit or something. And oh, then the brought, bartender. Yeah, yeah, me too. I thought it was just gone. And I was like, oh, she's still there. I know. Oh no, this isn't gonna fade only because it's gonna get scandalous. I f- and we'll get to, into predictions with Raquel, but I don't, I don't find this storyline fading. I just love how the dishwasher is the the guy who is doing <laughs> that. It's always going to be like the busboy or the dishwasher that's going to be scandalous. <laughs> they got, they're, they're making the least amount of money and they got to skim from the top at some point. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you guys this. When I was watching, because um, you remember later on the episode um, or earlier, we'll talk about Cam and Kevin later. Um, but remember when they were saying that Connor was, that Connor was, um, the guy they wanted to play her love interest if they could yes when the car pulled up at the complex I didn't know she was at the complex yet but when she was um, walking home and she had the money in her hand I thought she was going to get robbed yes I thought she was going to get when we were watching it I was like uh oh because I thought that was somebody else and I was like oh well that was a bummer I thought they were going (laughs) to come up and arrest her or get mugged but what's the deal with his sister being like is that her right and then she said the same thing is that her like what is that she's like oh she's tall right. this is what the deal is with that it's the fact that uh connor has family and raquel connor charlotte is getting him into cyanetics is learning all this stuff about him what hurts him they're spending a lot of bonding time together Mm -hmm. and because it's his sister he's probably divulging all this information about raquel i love this girl she knocked me down she makes me feel like this blah, blah 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 and so she um i feel that her character is just really trying to she knows a lot mm-hmm. and so when her when she's she, trying to put faces to names and she already has her own opinion maybe she knows that he's been hurt by her and so she knows and so there's that association and then there is um you know on Raquel this is the new person in his life that's yeah. going to be closer to him and always be with him because it's blood yeah blood is thicker than water 
true. Very true. I don't know. She's there's something very weird about that whole thing though. Maybe I don't know. It's I, a like little I, it's a little creepy, I think. I still like, don't trust this very borderline, creepy. Borderline creepy. But the more I, I think about this show, it really kinda makes me reflect a lot and gets a little too deep so sometimes I want to get a more lighthearted mood yes so in exactly seven days uh, Fox is coming out with their brand new Tuesday nights um, and you know we all love a good comedy and it's premiere Tuesday next week it's stacked with them first Zoe Deschanel is back on the season premiere of New Girl and boom just like that she's laid off and looking for work then family is a funny thing from the producers of New Girl it's the new series critics are calling one of the year's best new comedies Ben and Kate and then the season premiere of New Girl keeps on rolling along with a new episode (laughs) so that's two episodes of New Girls in one night Um, and then Mindy Kaling has a brand new office it's the series premiere of the new comedy The Mindy Project and I'm telling you if you're looking for a night of laughs Fox Premiere Tuesdays got you covered beginning September 25th at 8pm that's next Tuesday at 8 but you'll probably be watching LA Complex. But just saying, <laughs> if you want to, uh, if you want to record, record LA Complex and watch the Fox broadcasting, um, that's fine. But I just want to talk a little bit about these shows because New Girl is obviously one of I'm my ex- favorite. I'm, shows. I'm excited for it because I want to see kind of where things go and right. and all of that, especially since um, you know some of the new characters that came in mm-hmm. and all of that. I still want. Uh, Jess and I can't know. I remember his character's the older name, dude? but no, the roommate. Um, oh, they need to Dalton. hook up. Like I want them to hook up, and I can't think of his character's name right now. Speaking but. of gnarly hookups, dude, Abby and Gray. What? Uh, is okay, that? okay. Now I can give my relationship advice. Okay, because this, <laughs> even looking at my notes, like every single line is it literally says, "Who is this dude, and why did Abby fall so fast?" Because she literally met this dude like two episodes ago, if that, and she declared her love for him basically and uh, we're not we'll get to the end of the episode in a minute because i literally screamed at the screen but <laughs> i just don't understand what okay okay here it is here it is this is why she fell head over heels because she watched a lot of saved by the bell <laughs> and she was like oh my god he zach looks just morris. like zach morris and so then she's like okay you know i feel like i know him already because i watched saved by the bell all the time so <laughs> It makes sense now. Now I understand. No, but it doesn't make she's sense. She's a love at first sighter. That's, you know. Uh, this dude is just, creepy. She needs a lot of attention. This dude is creepy. He says he's in the she's Air Force. Lonely. He says he's in the Air Force. I don't know if I buy that. No, I think there's something shady well, going what on. what is up with his, like, his voice? Does he have an accent in real life that he's trying to hide? It does it, sound a little it weird. It sounds like sometimes it sounds like he might have an accent. Sometimes it, it doesn't. Or is it just me? Am no, I, he, am I it, the only to one? me, I always hear an accent. Yeah. It's very, very faint. But it's there. Yeah, it's just a little weird sometimes. It kind of doesn't match his face. Yeah. Well, I just like how they had, you know, three days to be together. And <laughs> instead of going and, 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 you know, as he suggests, going to the opera, they decide to shack up at the L.A. complex. Because <laughs> that's so much nicer. And just do what Abby does. In fact, when she started doing what Abby does, I was like, oh, there's a meals girl whoring it up for him. That's all we ever see her. Like, she's never dating. She's just having sex or getting dumped. Right. Like Somebody's getting like, laid. <laughs> she's either dumping, getting dumped, or having sex. Like, there's no dating. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to contain myself over here, but by the end of the episode, he proposes? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Please explain the logical... He needs more than 4,000 minutes. But I thought... Okay, let's talk about the natural progression of a relationship because, I mean, I don't do relationships, as I always say, but I don't understand how this dude's proposing after... Okay, let's see how many days it could have been in LA Complex time. Uh, what, like maybe two weeks. How long has it been? It's well, got to be. A, it's got to be a couple weeks because he went to go see his parents after the movie when they met, and then he came back. That she also made a trip to Montreal during this time with Caldrick and made it back. True. So there's been some time in between. They've even probably been still, doing like over the phone conversations. Weeks? Even if it's a month, even if it's two months, she tells nothing about this dude. And then it's even more suspicious. Oh, can I come see you off when you um go? No, 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 you can't. It's like everything's just so creepy and mysterious. I don't trust. Whatever. Him. He has a hot body. It's okay. <laughs> and he looks like Zach Morris. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks like Zach Morris. It works. That's crazy. She's gonna end up getting like. Murdered and put in a dumpster or something. She keeps going the rate she's going. I like how when Nick goes and and runs into her outside of the their apartments, 
you know, he starts questioning, so who's this guy? And it, when she says that he's in the Air Force, he's even convinced <laughs> that she's made him up. And in, it's funny because uh, when Sabrina says to Nick, um, if you're going to talk to your ex-girlfriend, can you at least go downstairs? Alert. <laughs> Poor Sabrina is laid out in this episode. Let's talk about Sabrina because I don't, I mean, we saw in the preview, obviously, last week that she was going to meet her, or we we're going to see her parents and right. stuff. But it's just funny and I think a lot of kids identify with this as far as keeping things from their parents, not to that extreme. $80,000. <laughs> but keeping keeping things from their parents to the point where she had this whole elaborate story that she was still in med school and she's been making straight A's. And I really love how Nick, she told him to lie and cover for her, but I love how he turned it around and took the line to the extreme where I'm a, what do you say, a blimp pilot? A blimp or pilot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I understand what he was doing, but at the same time, I wanted to get you, your opinions I felt, even though I, I completely understand what he was trying to do as far as tell her parents, you know, I'm chasing my dreams, I'm doing the comedy thing. Do you think he was out of line, though? Telling her parents about his experience and where he's going and what he's doing, absolutely not. Her dad being supportive of him, I'm not shocked by that. Why? Because it's not, not their child. Right, right. And so for Sabrina, and on top of that all, too, Sabrina's been carrying on this elaborate lie with her parents for two years, $80,000 worth. Well, I don't think Nick is smart enough to realize that they were, somebody has to be paying for this right. school that she says she's going to, so where's that money going? I don't think he thought that far ahead. Because he's even like, wait, what? How much money? And I love how after the parents cut her off, she's like, he's like $80,000. She's like, it's expensive to live in LA. <laughs> <laughs> That's $40,000 a year she's been making kind of just doing comedy and her parents are her landlord so she's not even paying rent <laughs> that's crazy she's a good manipulator mm-hmm. but we've seen that in in previous episodes yeah. that she's good at manipulating the system and I think that's why she's going to be successful as a comedian and I love how you know Nick is so sweet and so naive mm-hmm. and just so supportive no matter how good or bad the girl is to him and the fact that he was supporting Sabrina here she's laid out on the floor he like drops her a cup of tea next to her and a bunch of pencils mm-hmm. and then you know comes back with the 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 pack of you know here is here is a, a hot pack or, or a cold, cold pack, pack. <laughs> ladies yeah. choice yeah. Uh, some painkillers he, he just really takes care of his girls no matter how good or bad they treat well, him I like too that he didn't take the blame that he's like hey wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute I told you to tell the truth but I didn't tell you to embezzle and lie to your parents no you know so I like that he like made her take responsibility for what she did and And, that's the thing with Nick's character he's constantly growing because before I feel like he would have been like oh yeah it kind of is my fault and kind of shied away from giving her that responsibility saying you know you need to own up to what you did but now he's kind of turned into a man Mm -hmm. I feel like we're seeing a lot of growth with a lot of these characters where great and it's I guess with, especially with Cal and Nick's characters because of the people they're with. Well, surprisingly, with Nick, Sabrina made him grow. Mm-hmm. And now that he's grown, she, he's making her grow. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's why they're the perfect match. They and we said that from the beginning. Yeah, they're really, really cute. And she's, uh, you know, and she's, I think she is mean because she was, you know, she says as much. She's scared of how much she likes him. She thinks she's in love. And I thought it was the cutest thing. And he's like, no, no, no. She's like, wait, what do you mean no? And I thought it was, you know, he wanted to say it first and mm-hmm. that whole thing. So, you know, their relationship is really cute. And I think that, you know, she's mean because she doesn't know how to process her feelings. No. It's like her first thing. Another thing, too, though, which is another thing I like about this show as far as out here, you can't let, which we said this before, you can't let your personal problems affect your work. And I really love how despite everything she was going through back out, dealing with getting evicted and her parents and everything, he still said, no, here goes your shoes. You need to get to this audition. It's a big audition. Like, you still need mm-hmm. to go. And he carried her into the room. And it, I just love their relationship. I know Bam doesn't like their relationship. But I love their relationship. I it's, mean, it's one, it's the relationship, not exactly that you hope for, right. but the support that you hope for in this type of environment in Los Angeles where you have somebody that kind of gets you that pushes you that helps move you along and that's what they do for each mm-hmm. other and yeah I, I, I'm, I'm loving I like that relationship they need that for sure so we saved yeah. the uh, the best and much hated 
storyline for last. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute now, because we have a shocker here. I actually teared up in this storyline <laughs> today because for weeks, ever since the beginning, um, this whole Simon and Beth thing, <laughs> I have just been like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like, I don't get where this is going. Tonight, I... I actually enjoyed it. I, oh, God, it feels weird. <laughs> Can you see why? Emil was crying for Beth. <laughs> Can you see why I was rooting for them the whole time? That why I believed in their storyline? I do. Now it's just such a big build. I mean, I'm appreciative of the buildup, but I mean, I was not expecting my reaction tonight, though, because, I mean, granted, we kind of saw it coming where the father was going to come back. Right. Um, but before we even get to that, so let's talk about Beth and Cam. Because I kind of like seeing oh, that relationship. That too. was a cute date. And I think that's another reason why the storyline is it, nice to get away from the whole Simon Beth, Simon Beth casting, casting. She um, has to be an adult and all She's this stuff. She's always just yelling at him. Right. Like that was getting on my nerves. Right. Like, that part of it was just, I couldn't, like, and then enough. I didn't want to see her just have a quick hookup here, quick hook there, and then back to the adult life. No, she went on a nice date, and you see that she's really starting to have a bond with Cam and. He believes in her. Right. He went and, you know, after she recited the dictionary last week, he went and took her to get her take her SATs which brought back horrible memories <laughs> I was like god that must suck <laughs> but you know he takes her to do the SATs he's yet another person that believes in her and that that goes a long way in Los Angeles if you can find people that genuinely believe in you that will help your success rate even if it's just like one little thing yeah. in a great grandiose way mm -hmm. and so he believes in her he takes her to the SAT and then he you know tries to bring a little bit of home to her by taking her to the ice skating rink which I thought was hilarious He's, she was like um yeah no just because I'm Canadian doesn't mean that I skate seriously <laughs> so it was cute to have that interaction and she did need some time away from Simon yeah, she has absolutely. I can see where you guys were getting annoyed with her and the yelling at Simon but how annoying is it to be forced to become a parent when you're not ready to become a parent. I mean, that's true. It's just her attitude and demeanor constantly. It was just more of a... It was always the same, same yeah, thing. Yeah, always it's the like, same. Uh, and she was never open to yeah. getting new ideas. I don't know. But as with every single storyline this show, as soon as happiness comes, then we have to bring the drama in. And, and the parent came. Right. Her dad comes busting in. And, you know, I think the main reason why I teared up is because once we're finally introduced to the father... He literally pissed me off. Like, I understand what he was doing. Yes, you've been gone out the picture. First, you've been gone for months or yeah, I don't know how. It's he's been, been gone been for time. quite some time. Mm -hmm. And then you come in and act like everything's all great and dandy. Like, you haven't been gone. Like, oh, yeah, I was just trying to find a job and do this and that. No, you're abandoning your kids, buddy. You're abandoning your kids without anything. No money, no home. Right. They've been living out of a car. And then they find this complex. And you come back in now that you're on your feet and you can try to take them back to where you've made your life but no they've made their own little life here and then not only do you come back and you know try to show them that you're good but she's trying to say this is our job now we have to support ourselves out here in our new home mm -hmm. and you're trying to distract the son while he's trying to focus on his audition which it was for a feature film Right. So yeah. it's not like it was some baby audition. It was for a, a big project. And I can understand, you know, taking a break. But he could have done something where, okay, let's go grab some ice cream and then come back and do this. Not freaking go to the theme park for a whole full day of relaxing. When Feed the him junk food. Like, it's going out of style. When he, when poor little Simon puked, I was like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> One, he's not used to eating that much food exactly. at all. <laughs> he barely eats. He eats, like, what, once a day and half right. a Pop-Tart at right. that? Right. So for him to be indulging in junk food and then going on these rides and then puking up his poor little face. I just felt terrible for them. And, you know, with how this show ended tonight. Oh, here they come back from the amusement park. Simon's laid out. He's tired, exhausted, and probably still nauseous from the day. Mm -hmm. And dad's ready to take him back to, to Canada or to wherever he wanted to take yeah. him to. And Beth was not having it. And I liked that she was like, no, I'm sorry. And he really tried to force her. And I've seen this happen with people where it's like, well, you don't have a choice. She's like, dude, I'm 18. What do you mean I don't have a choice? I totally have a choice. But in that moment, Simon, do Simon doesn't have a choice. And that's when I teared up. Yeah. That's when I teared up because that moment I was like, as soon as she said, I'm not leaving, I was like, oh, no, he's going to try to take Simon. Oh, yeah. And then when he woke him up and then she kind of said, no, you can't take him. But then I, I think she convinced him not to. But then later on, we see him dragging like Simon down the steps. Yeah. No, what it was is that uh, he had asked Simon, he's like, Simon, buddy, do you want to come Oh, yeah, me? Simon said, right. What about Beth? Beth's not coming. Beth's like, I can't go. He's like, well, I want to stay with Beth. Now, he's familiar with Beth. Yes, he wants dad around, but dad hasn't been there. And dad is, is you know. Not reliable. He's not reliable. He's. 
playing in the mountains where there aren't any kids and the fact that he can compare that to an amusement park was just ridiculous. And so... And, and Simon wants to act. That's the reason they went to L.A. in the first place. Why is he going to go up into the mountains when he has this opportunity that he loves and is passionate mm-hmm. about and Beth is there to support him to do so? Right. Well, I like how Connor stepped up, though, in that moment, though. You know, he all of a sudden was assertive and protective and, you know, was like, no, put that kid down. Wait a and minute. We can't forget Gray on. now. No. <laughs> he had the other side. He had his back. All he the boys from the L.A. complex just went, All the boys came what? out. You know, but that shows the family that the complex is. Everybody came out. Everybody was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? You're not taking him. And I liked that, that family unit that they have there. And, it, you know, that was a moment that showed that. I thought it was cool. I, you know, I love the L.A. complex because at one point <laughs> in my in my L.A. complex, I had the same feeling where you just kind of have that um, sense of community and you, it, you have each other's back. Right. Absolutely. You, you have know? each other's back. And so, it's like, yeah. It's like our AfterBuzz family. You know? <laughs> All kinds of love. And speaking of love, let's get to some news. Yes, news. Before news. our predictions. AfterBuzz TV News. So I was very excited to find that the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal of all uh, media outlets, did this whole delicious article on the LA Complex Wait, talking about... That's our new word, delicious. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> I, have, I have catchphrases and I'm very attached to cliches. Roll with it, deal with it, get over it. Um, but they, they did this really great article breaking down the characters and the storylines and saying how one comparison was how Entourage, the show Entourage, shows the 1% of the people that make it in in Los Angeles and where this show is a, a little bit on the darker side and it shows the reality of what it's like in Los Angeles. It's not always, you know... Um, Oh, what kind of car were they driving in, in Entourage? Why can't I think of it? Maseratis mm-hmm. or right, yeah. Lamborghinis. And it's not all mansions. It's sometimes you're living in a studio apartment with like two other people and just trying to make it. And uh, the, the creator went on into this interview in talking about certain things. Um, the one a problem that he said, the one problem we suffer from a poor log line. When you hear about it, you feel like you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And so that's been the unfortunate thing. But he said that... Um, the CW has been very helpful with, you know, the process of bringing it into the States, especially because in Canada there's censorship. There isn't censorship as far as, like, side boobage. And there is here, <laughs> which is so weird um, that they would be so censored about it. But he said the CW has been very, very helpful with that. And uh, he also went on to say, and Bam's not here with baby, your Alicia's coming back. <laughs> and uh, he went into detail. He's like, even some of the characters aren't doing well in L.A. It's kind of like the Hotel California. Once you get here, once you leave, you can never go back to where you came from. And he also went into the article into saying how when people come to Los Angeles, like if, if you come out to L.A. to make it and you go back to Georgia... And you don't, people are going to be like, What happened? Oh, God, you're a disappointment. But if you went from Georgia to Texas and went back, it would be just another day, another dollar. So there's there's something about the energy Mm -hmm. and the beauty that's attached to Los Angeles that has people expecting success. And so the LA complex as they expressed in the Wall Street Journal, really paints a real picture of what this show is about. And even though they've taken a minute to kind of get some traction, it has grown and gotten so much love. And so rock on LA Complex. That's great. We I'll have that. back. Great news. No, there's been some great articles like that. And I'm just glad more people are taking notice because it, the, you know, the storylines are you know, getting pretty deep. And all we can hope for is that with all this good press from this high profile outlets that we will get a season three. Oh yeah. Yeah. Putting out the good jujus. <laughs> Absolutely. Really hoping because last or next week is gonna be our last week. I know. Two episodes back to back next week. So let's make some predictions. Ooh. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Cal and Chris. I think Cal's dad's gonna die. Oh yeah. I'm just saying, I kind of see it happening. I kind of think that he's going to slowly come out of it, but I think Keldrick's going to have to take some responsibility in taking care of him. That's going to bring them closer, and that's going to make it easier for him to be open because now his dad's going to be at the mercy of Keldrick's hands. That's true. And Chris, is, I think, is really going to help him along with this process and just really ease him into this in a mature way, unlike... Tariq could have done for him. So I'm really excited to see how this storyline pans out. Well, do you think mm-hmm. Tariq's coming back at all? I'm sure he will. It wouldn't be complex if it wouldn't 
he has to. Hmm. I think he will. Hmm. We have two more episodes next week. We'll find out. <laughs> yep. um, maybe in some capacity, but maybe not in the same. In a so. flashback? Huh? In yeah. a flashback? Maybe, so, well, no. I maybe, hope not, though. Well, maybe, you know, they can find a way to be friends. I just want him to come back and fight with Chris and steal his man back. <laughs> so do you think Abby and Gray are going to really get married? Well, we saw in the preview that they do. So. Oh my God! Do they really? Do you think yeah. it's gonna last? Lasting? No. She's like, if she wakes up, what did we do? Uh, we got married. That was the preview. So it's like, she's gonna end up in the dumpster. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> He's gonna take off. It's it's gonna. That's be. wrong. I'm just saying. That, why would you get married? Continue. Who's next? <laughs> Rick, uh, Connor, and Charlotte. They're, I'm telling you, it's a whole cyanetic conspiracy. Have, I already made it. They have so much money. They probably. But the DNA test. I'm telling you, it's a conspiracy theory. It's a whole conspiracy. I think Raquel, when they do this little movie with Connor, is their their relationship once again is going to get close, as we saw in their interaction. Yeah. And I think she's going to talk him off the ledge. And I think they're going to reconnect. Although we did see, I, I think the burning down of his house is going to catch up yes, with him. Yes, he gets arrested for something. It's got to be that. Nick and Sabrina. Happily ever good. after. Yeah, happy right now. Yeah. Happily ever after. And then um, Beth and Simon. Well, we see Simon gets taken away by somebody. So I wonder if... Child if Protective his, Services. If the dad, like, you know, really what a tries cruel to man. If anything, instead of trying to take him back, he should at least give a kid, like, a... A stipend every month or something instead of like trying to I don't know I'm just pissed about that whole I'm emotional <laughs> he's very torn <laughs> very emotional tonight I know PMSing <laughs> that's <laughs> my man, awesome <laughs> my man PMS um, it exists guys, guys I'm really sad Bam will be here next week I'm really sad that next week is our last uh, after show for this season but we've had so much fun um, well it's not the last one yet so let me not give the whole speech but, uh, where can we find you guys uh, you can find me at Kelly with an IE 079. Miriam L. Gonzalez on Twitter. And at Emilio E. Jr. and ChasingLA.com. And make sure you go to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe, but also share. And we'll see you guys next week, same time, same place. We love you. <laughs> but not that fly. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.